0: you don't know how to do it, I'll
1: show you how to walk and go. Come on now, come on, come on. I'll turn you wild and time. when the moon is round and full. Gonna teach you tricks that will blow your mind. Dear diary, the authorities have removed the pair of black pants from the couch. There is no longer any place for me to sleep. I have vomited three times in protest, but there is no sign that anything will change. My only other hope for rest is on the computer keyboard, which is nearby, but sadly no one is currently using it. Let's see it. The guy with the truck picked me up and me home. I sat down on my piano and my spirit was low.
2: But and welcome to Earbuds and Earworms. I'm Amy, the wormiest of Earworm Shepherd, and this is.
3: Mitchell, the manimal manly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know that you've called yourself the Manimal before. I'm pretty sure.
3: I'm sure it's happened at some point. It'd be a good like wrestling name, Manimal.
2: I think you were really into wrestling at one point, right?
3: Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, in in middle school and high school, was, like, super high into school, wrestling.
2: And um, like the more mortifying thing was watching my boyfriend hit people over the head with uh, chairs. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that's or what get you gotta hit to do in sometimes. the head with chairs. <sighs> I don't. <sighs> Being a teenager was stressful for me. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. But this is not about wrestling. This is about animals. 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 Um, you came up with this theme. And also, you had to write it out because uh, you're better at writing. Because <laughs> I literally said, I will just be writing animals. Go.
3: And I always just try to give... Uh, a few different examples in different directions of whatever theme. So, and I usually have a little bit more free time than you do. You you tend to fill up all your free time doing various activities, which is not responsibilities.
2: Spend, it's not spending time with my thoughts. Right. Yeah, yeah. You can't
3: do that. We we know that for a fact. You can't <laughs> is, have that at all. Is
2: twenty twenty the year I spend at least five minutes with my thoughts? Probably not. No. Somebody asked me, like, they're like, you know, I work the same amount of days that you work. I don't have time to do the stuff you do. I was like, eh,
3: yeah, eh. you find time sometimes, but you know, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I think I was just sitting around with my kitty cats or something. And I was just like, animals. I like, I like animals, and and <laughs> so let's let's do animals. And I figured you had done it before, but it's you know, been like, been a while.
2: It's been since before you were in the show.
3: Yeah, I think I looked it up. It was like right before, like mm-hmm. a few episodes before I came was it, the second time you had done Animals or something, but yeah. this is going to be the best one yet, even though... I mean, though...
2: It, it's the newer, more refined version with a fixed sound. Right, So yeah. I feel pretty stoked about that. What did you bring this week?
3: I'm going to start us with a band called Tweak Bird and their song, Pigeons. Tweakbird is what I like to call sunshine sludge or thunder pop, which means it's got the heavy sludgy riffs and the big stonery drum parts, but instead of like yelling and screaming or singing in like a really somber or dreary tone like a lot of heavier bands do, uh, they use a lot of catchy uh, melodic vocals and like vocal harmonies, which kind of sets them apart a lot from their peers. Uh, this song this song is just like as thick and slow as molasses, but the brighter psychedelic tones and the lyrics about pigeons really turn it around into this uplifting sort of reflective song instead of a somber or disaffected song like you might expect from a heavier band. Uh, Tweek Bird are definitely a really unique band, and this whole EP, which is called Undercover Crops, uh, might be my favorite release from them. Got a lot of really great songs on it.
2: Like I was just thinking, like the dichotomy of like those vocals, yeah, and. The really heavy guitars, it's just so nice. It's a very relaxed tempo. Yeah, exactly. So it kind of, I mean, I guess pigeons are relaxed.
3: Yeah, they usually, I guess they're kind of domesticated in such a way that they don't run away from humans quite as easily, which is...
2: I know, but they're like super stressed out about like food all the time.
3: Yeah, it's like if you got some food, you're going to freak out some pigeons. But other than that, they're pretty chill.
2: Yeah, and so I was like... (laughs) This is this is me going into the weeds. How do they make the guitar sound so like fat and thick and like
3: It's tuned very low and a really bassy amplifier.
2: Is that is is this reverb?
3: Um, there's some reverb on the vocals and there might be some reverb on the guitars too. I just thought yeah, that I they think,
2: like set it down to like make this sound fat on the amp.
3: Right, the, they turned on the fatness button. Yeah, like, some, some amplifiers do indeed have a fatness button. By the way, but is it
2: called a fatness button?
3: I mean, it's just called like fatten or like fatness. Really? Yeah. Wait, are you? Full-time? No, no, that's that's for sure. Like a fat tone I... on on like bass amps, especially.
2: I love that so much. Yeah. I Can I get one of those just so that, I, I don't know, I have to have like one instrument that I can just make fat.
3: Right. So it's, yeah, just get you an amplifier that has a fat button on it. And
2: then maybe like play my piano into it. There you or go. Or something. Yeah. So this week, um, I searched for a long time, if you noticed. Yeah. Um, it took me forever to pick a song. It
3: took me a while to pick mine as well, yeah. actually.
2: So this week, I brought Billy Martin's Fish. Yeah.
1: <laughs> On
0: the sea Floating It's all good to me I feel quiet In this earth Sleeping peacefully I like the water I like the sea I like the way you do.
2: I, I like the song much like she likes the water because it's so much like if you were a fish floating in a fish bowl and just chilling and like enjoying your own little waves, this is the soundtrack to that. It is such a small, quiet song and it's from the album Feeding Seahorses by Hand.
3: That's adorable.
1: <laughs> I
2: know. And so I just I just kind of bumped into it by accident. I started listening to a lot of like women quietly singing and that's just what I gravitated to this week and it's like a real joy because it's so slow. I don't know if you can make a song much slower than this. It's pretty slow. Yeah, and it's like a remember the Emily Alone album. I do remember yeah. that actually. So it it kinda like brought those vibes like maybe just like just chilling. In this time when we're like all running around and like even politics is like crazy amped and right. anxiety inducing, just having a song that makes you just like float effortlessly in a like bowl that's that's just what i want to do
3: Yeah, this one's, it's very chill and very minimal musically, Uh, but the lyrics carry a huge load of complexity and emotion. Like you said, it definitely captures a feeling of like floating sort of complacently like in a fishbowl. It's not the most exciting life, but you have all the basics taken care of and you found a way to be content in your little corner of the universe, even if it means never exploring what's beyond the walls of your fishbowl. You know, the world's full of excitement, but sometimes it's nice to reach that certain equilibrium and just be content where you are and enjoy the things you already have. And I think this song captures the beauty in that
2: it's it's kind of like you know how we think about if you're in an, o- an office with a giant window like mm-hmm. you're the fish in the fishbowl and some people get really anxious about being watched right but yeah. like the fish is watching us
3: right yeah <laughs> are we on the inside of the cage or the outside of the cage who knows man there's
2: a whole twilight zone about that right. that's like really good the old twilight zone i'm sure they did a new one too yeah for sure um So this week made me just want you to always write the show (laughs) (laughs) prompts because. Lord Almighty. Yeah, we got a lot. Uh, uh, Yeah, a lot. Now, I know everybody wanted Closer by Nine Inch Nails.
3: Yeah, we've done that one before.
2: We have. And, and it's pretty
3: on the nose. It
2: is on the nose, but...
3: Same thing with Hungry Like the Wolf. I was surprised I didn't see Hungry Like the Wolf in the thread, but...
2: Uh, uh, I think I did see Eye of the Tiger as well. Yeah, one. Eye of the Tiger was a good one. And I don't know if we covered it before, but I was like, I, I yeah, yeah, people know that one, I yeah. think. I love that so much. But, yes, <laughs> we... I think we you picked, like, the most eclectic possible songs. I tried to. Yeah. So Jacques, he brought Retribution Gospel Choir's White Wolf.
1: You be the motorcycle, and I'll be the pit
2: Doc says, this is one of those RGC songs I can listen to on repeat and never get tired of. This is like a very classic rock sound that's just super clean, like um, Axl Rose, when I think of him, it's always like a little bit kind of greasy looking, just even vocally. <laughs> I, that sounds really mean, but you know what I mean, right? I do
3: know exactly what you yeah,
2: mean. Yeah, it, it's kind of like that Harley obsessed vision of rock from like the 80s and 90s, and there's a you know, a motorcycle and a big black truck. And I got excited because I have my own tiny little version of a motorcycle sure. that makes me feel like I'm a badass. Oh, yeah. You're a
3: badass, yes. Amy, <laughs> on your tiny little scooter.
2: So if I had a radio on my tiny little scooter, I would blast this while rolling down Midtown Streets while I'm going to work.
3: Definitely. Like, so. You
2: know, like a badass uh, scooter gang. Person. Yeah, dre-
3: dressed all in pink with... Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so yeah, Retribution Gospel Choir is a side project of the band Low, uh, who we featured one or two times before, and one of my favorite bands. Uh, but whereas Low is usually slow and subdued, this band is much more energetic and rocking. Uh, in both Low and Retribution Gospel Choir, Alan Sparhawk's lyrics are always really brilliant, uh, emotionally and visually evocative, but he somehow still manages to like obscure any sort of objective meaning and kind of leaves it open to the listener to put the pieces together in their own way way uh this song seems to use the metaphor of the white wolf to signify some sort of like sinister part of oneself or of someone else or maybe some like traumatic memory of the past that still haunts you and the song is almost the war drums kind of pushing you forward into battle and like getting you pumped to take down that white wolf that's been like growling in your face and blocking the way forward you know
2: yeah well you also have mentioned that like low went so punk that it went slow and low so is this so punk that became kind of like classic rock
3: yeah kind of sort it's definitely uh a much more focused and intentional uh direction for for him
2: okay um i i don't know i think that he just got so punk that he wound himself back around to classic rock right yeah Yeah. he's just
3: like all right well nobody's doing this anymore so i'm gonna do it perfectly yeah thank you for that alan (laughs) barhawk
2: so uh, lauren brings Evil or evil or evil I think It's evil. Evil, whatever. Killer from the deep. <laughs> with you
3: in mind. Yeah, it's got thread <laughs> in it. I love it.
2: Yeah, so um Lauren says, song about a shark, not the baby kind. do, 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 do. Yep. <laughs> uh, This is... I assume this is what taking meth is like. Um, or cocaine? It's very fast.
3: Yeah, I'd say it's probably a, a cocaine-driven sort of...
2: It's more cocaine than meth. Yeah. I don't know. What's I think
3: it? we'll get into the methamphetamine yeah, well, song um, later there's, on.
2: There's meth later on in the yeah. show. So... I don't know. Sometimes I over-caffeinate, and when I'm working on something, like, really complicated, this is kind of like that. Such as, I told you I drank six cups of coffee today. Yeah. Sorry. That's an
3: ideal amount of coffee, in my opinion, but I yes. know it's not very good for you. Well,
2: I got a new cup, and it was in a hot dog shape, so I
3: had to- <laughs> So you just had to fill it up a couple times. Yes.
2: So either way, this is doing some tedious thing very quickly, but with, like, punching a shark probably. It's extremely intense about being attacked by a shark, and I, this must be so exhausting to play live. Like, I hope they hydrate on more than salt water.
3: Yes. Thrash bands are almost always just like really, really skinny, muscular dudes, and it's just because they burn every single calorie yes. playing as fast and as thrashing as they can.
2: They're never low-carbing. Right, yeah. <laughs>
3: so, yeah, I'd never listened to Evil before, but I love thrash metal, and and what's not to love about a really solid thrash band singing and shredding about a killer shark attack? <laughs> You know, one thing I really love about thrash metal is that, like, a few bands got it just right sometime in, like, the mid to the late 80s. And it influenced a lot of bands to, like, incorporate that sound into what they did. And a lot of evolution happened out of that. But at the same time, there's always been this singular thread that kind of runs from the 80s until now of bands who just haven't changed a damn thing about thrash metal and just play it in that same old classic formula. And it still somehow rules just as much now as it did back then. Uh, I wasn't sure how far back Evile went. Turns out they formed around 1999. Uh, this song came out around 2007. But it still sounds very classic and very pure to the thrash roots. Uh, I really can't think of many other genres that both spurned a thousand related genres, yet also kept a really devoted lineage like to its pure form that still holds up and doesn't sound antiquated or played out now, you know?
2: Avile.
3: Evile. 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 Don't cry for me, Evile. <laughs>
2: Don't cry for me. Sorry. Sorry. I apologize. I'm not a good singer, like whenever you bust out into song, right. but it's fine. It's fine. Uh Sean brought the groovy ghoulies chupacabra. Chupa chupa chupacabra chupacabra
1: chupacabra chupa chupa chupacabra chupa, chupa chupacabra chupacabra. Have you heard about the fat eat your goat dick. Super bien soy, super super bien soy Bien bien, super bien bien bien, super super soy, super bien soy, super super bien soy Bien bien, super bien bien, super super From Mexico it came to me I saw it down in Miami It lamped in and out of style super bien, soy super, super bien, soy bien, bien, super bien, 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 super, super, soy super bien, soy super, super bien, soy bien, bien, super bien, 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 super, super Chupa, 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 cabra, chupa, cabra, chupa, 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 cabra,
2: chupa, cabra, chupa, cabra So this is the quickest breakdown of what a chupacabra is without telling you exactly what a chupacabra is. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's got Spanglish in it. It's and also got those woo-woos is the la la so There's some la la la. I love that too. Yeah. And um, I may wander around saying soy super bien, 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 like just at work, just for fun because it's catchy. Catchy like the clap. <laughs> uh, also, did the chupacabra have to swim to Miami or just like take the super long route and like just stay on land? I don't know. What do you think?
3: I think there's chupacabras all over. And so one...
2: But this one came from Mexico. Is Oh, yeah, as that's right. Song. It comes from,
3: from Mexico to Miami. I think it probably traveled on land.
2: I don't uh, think the chupacabras... There's no goats in the Gulf. So I figure it's got to go by land.
3: Right, yeah. So it goes... It makes its way through texas mm-hmm. up and the then, coast of
2: texas then i think alabama and yeah. georgia is the scary part oh and there's loading. probably a
3: lot of goats to eat on the way through alabama and georgia though
2: yeah but there's a lot of goat hobbyists now that they've gotten popular with the yoga yeah, yeah. that's true so all those uh, cute baby yoga goats mm. <laughs> chupacabra's been having snacks
3: So yeah, uh, in the thread this week, I wrote that we wanted songs about all creatures, big and small, and even cryptids like Bigfoot and the Chupacabra. And so we got not one, but two different songs about the Chupacabra. Uh, this one's just a fun jaunty little pop punk tune from the groovy ghoulies who are just masters of the style Uh, they've been around since the early 80s just soaking up all the best ideas from punk and power pop uh, from the monkeys and the troggs to the ramones and the misfits and just literally frankenstein them all together into this earwormy perfection uh, culminating here in this cheerful little ditty about an evil creature with a taste for goat's blood chupacabra super bien 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 super super bien bien
2: i think anytime that they can keep straight <laughs> anytime they can keep straight like what part of that lyric they're saying yeah i'm like is it the super uh super super bien bien part or the bien 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 part or right soy? exactly there's soy several super.
3: Su- Several super BN parts that are right. convoluted and changed yeah. up and I think clever. that's
2: that's the part that takes the longest practice, truly. <laughs> Probably yeah. so. Yeah. So uh Justin, much in the chupacabra vein. Uh Justin brings suckers black sheep. Justin says, so I know black sheep is usually an idiom, but the lyrics state hide all my jewelry and share the black sheep. So maybe it's literal. I saw these guys at the high tone in 2010, drove myself down all by myself on a Monday night from Jackson because I love this album so hard. Had me a sandwich, had a few drinks, and there's only like three other people in the audience. I stood front and center and sang along to every song, helped the band load up and bought a t-shirt. They seemed very annoyed at the lack of turnout. (laughs) i know first of all i remember that old high tone too yeah i i i saw my first burlesque show there yeah i saw a lot of
3: shows at the old high tone it's a good time
2: and now it's someplace i've never been you still
3: haven't been to the new high tone yet
2: oh i've been to the new high tone i haven't been to growlers oh i see yeah because they painted over that side graffiti and it made me very upset Yeah. yeah okay uh this song is so good And it is so hard to put my finger on exactly why it's just absolute perfection. It's all the goodness of the guys with eyeliner plus synthiness, I think, Mm -hmm. and like tempo changes. It's carefree jaunt with a lot of skill behind the controlled chaos. And there's no way to show off all the amazingness in this song in a one minute clip. So seriously, I encourage everyone to go listen to the whole freaking thing. Because usually I think I get like. Yeah, we try just, to get... Yeah, we distill usually the best minute we can find, but yeah. this song's got so much going and it's not like one of those 20 minute songs. Yeah, it's, it's just a lot
3: packed into three and a half minutes.
2: It's like, you know, like goth kids, right? <laughs> I swear, are these goth people?
3: I don't think they're goth.
2: But I feel like the goth people would like them.
3: Yeah, I think they probably have a, a connection to that scene kind of And there's vaguely. like a
2: little bit of modest mouth
3: yeah definitely definitely feeling that
2: yeah there's so much in here that's so good and it's hard to explain that's all i gotta say
3: yeah i don't really know anything about this band but it's uh it's definitely a really fun and interesting song Uh, at its core it's got a really dancey foundation but that's contrasted with lots of noise and weird electronics that kind of come and go and keep things really disjointed and and disorienting I always love seeing bands who are willing to push the limits of what a rock band can be and what they can do. I love the classic, you know, guitars, bass, and drums, but it looks like every member of this band also has either a synth or a sampler that they play at various points as well, and that's not only more exciting to listen to, but it's also way more exciting to watch for a live audience that's, like, coming to see your band. Uh, I'd have been really curious to see them live myself, but it seems like they haven't really put out anything in seven or eight years. Uh, I'll definitely be looking into the rest of their stuff, though, because I really dig what's going on here.
2: What if they came to Memphis and nobody showed up and then they just stopped making music?
3: Yeah, it's it's kind of the the narrative that I've built in my head now that Justin told us that story. I think that yeah, they just called it quits.
2: They're so, like, the high tone was a disappointment. Our entire careers have been, like, building up to going to the high tone in yeah. Memphis. And then they're like, Justin W. bought a t-shirt and there were only three other people.
3: I feel like they should have just, like, powered through... Yeah. Because of Justin, you know. I know. I mean? Justin
2: like, bought a t shirt.
3: And like helped him load up and sang every song. It's like, hey, somebody in this part of the country knows what you're doing, is trying to spread the word. So like
2: And he have listened some respect. to the album beforehand. Yeah, he's
3: like knew who you were.
2: Yeah, it's better than me at a 21 Pilots where I only know that one song. Right.
3: Yeah. I still don't, I don't even know one 21 Pilots song at this point. And, I, and now I'm like too afraid to ask, you know? Now,
2: do you know what's going to happen?
3: Yeah. Hopefully, I don't get subjected
2: to 21 oh, yeah, Pilots you're at get some it. point. Yeah, shit. Yeah. Sorry, shouldn't have said anything. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> so, Jeremy S. Springs, Mad River's Amphetamine Gazelle.
1: Ain't no spider dollars to pay them, I guess you know.
2: I do not advocate meth for gazelles.
3: I mean, they, the gazelles can do what they want with their lives. and I'm, I
2: know, but I'm just saying they seem kind of high-strung already, and I'm really concerned about their hearts. Yeah. Yeah, and I just... Yeah. This is a noodle fest, though.
3: There's a lot of noodling, and there's even... Panned noodling, where you have different noodling going on in the left ear than you have going on in the right ear, which I think is kind of interesting.
2: What? How? How often does panned noodling happen? It,
3: it, in psychedelic music like this, it's it's pretty commonplace actually, because it, it like the binaural beats thing, where you know you got different things going on in each ear. But you can creates only a focus sort of,
2: on one thing at a time.
3: You'd be surprised, like the way that your brain sort of begins to interpret it, especially prolonged. And you're um, high. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to confirm Norton. Oh, you're not talking about me no, personally. I'm, I'm
2: just kidding. saying, like, while you're listening to it, I think that the audience was supposed to be um, elevated a yeah, little bit. Yeah. yeah. They,
3: they've achieved um, a higher altitude, one might say. Yes.
2: Like, they have freed their minds of normal constraints. Right. Yes. Indeed. Mm-hmm.
3: So, yeah, w- with a title like Amphetamine Gazelle, I didn't even need to listen to the song to know that I was going to choose it for the show. <laughs> Uh, That alone is just a very evocative image, the idea of this like fast-moving gazelle, but amped up even more because of amphetamines, and then the sort of frantic and scattered character of the music and sort of delusional paranoid ramblings in the lyrics definitely adds an extra layer of immersion to the song. Uh, and because he seems to be addressing a woman in the song, I'm honestly not sure if the song is, like, about the anxiety of love and, like, that uneasy feeling of butterflies in your stomach. Or is it actually just a song about him and his lady friend getting spun out of their gourd on that high-speed chicken feed? Uh, either way, the song gets me pumped.
2: I thought it was a dude and his spider.
3: Yeah, it could be that, too. Yeah. I know there's a spider th- There's a spider in his brain, for sure.
2: I mean, possibly. And or- it's
3: spinning methadrine webs, <laughs> it says. <laughs>
2: methadrine I just like the word.
3: Yeah, it's an interesting word. <laughs>
2: yeah, I don't know. Most most medication names seem totally made up. I'm I mean, they totally say. are. I mean, they are totally made up. Especially
3: they, these days, where all the good names have been used, you know. Well, they and so stick now you with, just got to make shit up.
2: Well, they kind of like stick with a. There is a rhyme or reason. Sometimes. Sometimes, like anything that ends in LOL. It's a beta blocker which is hilarious because people who have beta blockers probably aren't loling because they're just gonna stare at you a little bit so sorry that's (laughs) met the (laughs) dream um yeah i i just i'm really concerned about their hearts man
3: yeah it's you got to watch out for the for the old ticker
2: yeah just Make sure you don't get too tachycardic. Be responsible.
3: Know, know your body. Know how you're going to react.
2: Don't drink the bang before having the methadrine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Charlie Charlie brings Minoguar House of Cats. big old giant song that i have no idea what's going on except that like it's super big and exciting it reminds me of some of the songs i recall from mixtapes given to me in the early 2000s mm-hmm. and i don't even know what band it is that this reminds me of mm-hmm. but i know that it reminds me of something just much cleaner way more variation in the sound also uh so it says the like lips turn off and on Right. Do kitties have lips? I
3: think technically they do, little tiny, little key lips.
2: I know, but they're, like, so... They're tiny, just, little, dainty little they're key like, lips. I mean, sometimes my cat does the whole, like, therp thing. Yeah, But um, also, I don't... Ha- I'm scared to pet her. She's terrified. No, so. your cat's so sweet. No, she's she's wrapped herself around your arm and bitten the shit out of you.
3: It was very sweet when she did it, <laughs> no, though. No, it wasn't. <laughs> so, yeah, it's definitely got a lot of the, like... Uh, mathy emo, kind of sunny day real estate, and and Rites of Spring kind that's, of all thrown that's together. That's what it
2: is. Rites of Spring is definitely it. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
3: Charlie dropped like seven or eight perfect gems in the thread this week, but this one struck me especially hard. Uh, other than the title and the opening line, I don't think the song has anything to do with kitty cats.
1: Kitty
2: lips.
3: Uh, but the song is just so badass it doesn't really matter. Uh, it's got the jangly guitars of like some mid- Midwest emo, uh, but the heavier, more hectic post-hardcore drumming. And the vocals that are equal parts gritty and catchy, lots of melody and sing along y bits, but it's like cleverly obscured with like an aggressive and exasperated inflection. Uh, I saw in my research that this band shares members with another band who I love called Woods, uh, who sound pretty different musically, but both bands share that same sort of sensibility for clever and deceptive vocal melodies and harmonies kind of masked behind something darker and noisier, sometimes a bit unsettling. Uh, it's a really cool juxtaposition that I think they pull off in a in a unique way. So, stoked to, to dig in the Miniguar catalog and, and see some more examples of that. And also going to go and revisit woods because I used to be super into them and I hadn't thought about them in a while.
2: Did you listen to them while you were at Hot Topic?
3: I was, let's see, I had not quite discovered them at that point. I was working at RGIS, that inventory company. Regis. Regis, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was working for them whenever I discovered woods and I would like... Uh, listen to them when we were doing inventory like four in the morning like driving somewhere yeah
2: yeah i'm sorry i just remember like the poor oh man faces. it was such a nightmare like just scanning
3: yeah because you just would scanning. have to wake up at you know 3 a.m to catch the the work van at 4 a.m and then drive two hours to get to the place you're counting inventory.
2: Which is literally you sitting and slowly moving and scanning.
3: Yeah, it's it was very tedious, very boring. Um, I'm glad you survived. It. Man, me too.
2: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, like to I, I was like having have a read. flashback for a second, yeah. <laughs> Your eyes went a little dead for a yeah, minute. Yeah, like, whoa. So, um, so, about the website. Y'all, it don't work. It doesn't work right yeah. now.
3: Yeah. Luckily sorry. I did find some, some RSS feeds that will yeah. have the archives. Yeah. And you can kind of go back and it still has the list of songs and, and that sort of stuff. So Yeah,
2: somehow it's still working, but it was like this weird, like weird domain for a minute, and now mm-hmm. it's like WordPress coming soon. Yeah, hopefully we can
3: get that fixed at some point. Yeah,
2: because that's also how we double-checked to make sure we haven't used songs before. Yeah, Yeah.
3: I I double-checked against our RSS feed, which was helpful. I was going to bring Aesop Rock, Kirby.
2: Couldn't do that, could you? Uh,
3: Yeah, someone brought that last time. It's so good, and it's one of the best songs. (laughs) Go listen to that anyway. Aesop Rock and his song Kirby. Yeah. It's a a rap song about his cat, and it's so freaking cute. See the video, too? You totally brought that, too. No, uh, someone else brought that.
2: But it was to I was, was
3: going to bring it. Okay,
2: yeah. I know, but it just seems like something you'd bring. Oh, definitely yeah. so. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. Uh you can tweet at us. I'm
3: at pow I gotcha.
2: I'm at Madam Woolite and the show is at Andy Pod Facebook group, Earbuds and Earworms Podcast group. I will not post the show website this week. I'll be posting something else. Eventually we will show back up at endpod.com, mm-hmm. I think. Voicemail line is
3: 731-400-BUDS or
2: 731-400-2837. You can email a show and pot at gmail.com. Also, Amazon link doesn't work so don't even try Aww. because it's linked to the website. Gotcha. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what you? What's the final song?
3: Yeah, I'm going to leave us with uh Dan Reeder and his song Born a Worm. Uh I've brought two or three Dan Reader songs now I think, but to recap on what his whole deal is, he's like a weird reclusive songwriter whose lyrics can range from hilarious to depressive and sometimes both simultaneously. Uh he uses a lot of really simple phrases and repetition in his songs, as you'll hear in this one. And this one has just like this very beautiful and minimal message to it uh, about a worm and and metamorphosis. Uh, And it also extrapolates really well into like more complex interpretations if you want to get super analytical about it. Uh, There's also a really interesting French version that you can find on YouTube and on Spotify. It's very beautiful in French as well. Did Dan
2: Reeder do it in French? uh,
3: Someone else did it uh, as a performance. And then he went back and on Spotify, if you look for Born a Worm by Dan Reeder, you'll find a version where Dan Reader does the first verse and then the rest of it is, French? is in French. Yes. Okay, cool. It's very interesting. Yeah. But uh, yeah, either way, I'm positive you'll instantly be singing along as we leave you with Dan Reader and his song, Born a Worm.
1: decided to plead with the authorities to rub my belly. I think it'll do me good in my current condition. I would like to receive two rubs exactly. A third one and I will bite the shit out of them as per protocol. Wish me luck.